Well, you are so welcome here. Whether you've been here a thousand times or the first time, you are so welcome here at Carlisle Vineyard. I, uh, last week, we took some time to unpack a little bit about the dream and the heart and the story for Carlisle Vineyard. And the first part of what we were talking about last week was this picture that God gave us years ago. And the picture was this huge reservoir as far as the eye could see. It was so wide. I was trying to say vast and wide at the same time. It was so wide and so vast, like you could nearly see the curvature of the earth. And all of this body of water represented God and all that he had for us. And the water was the cleanest, most life-giving water you've ever seen. And then there was this big dam... And at the bottom of the dam, there's this, um, like a riverbed. And last week, we talked about the riverbed. And we talked about what type of riverbed I was and you were, perhaps. And in that riverbed, we talked about the pools of stagnant water that haven't seen life for way too long. We talked about how parts of that riverbed are just basking in the fresh, clean, living water. And we're enjoying that cleaning, enjoying that filling and overflowing. And then there was parts of the riverbed that were just stone. But there was an invitation from Jesus to step into the river. No matter where you're from, no matter where you've come from. And the invitation is wide and it involves everyone. And growing up in the Lake District, we spent much of our time in and around the rivers in the lakes. And I've seen people enter rivers in a whole vast variety of different ways. I've seen the toe dipper. You've met the toe dipper? I've seen the toe dipper. And they've dipped a toe, then they've run a mile. And I've also seen, seen the toe, tombstoner. Do you know what tombstoning is? I, I remember seeing this guy. He had no hair. I don't think that was anything to do with the story, but it does. And I think he had tattoos on his head. And I, we were up at Black Moss Pot. And Black Moss Pot is this beautiful place in the lakes where you have to walk for maybe 50 minutes from Borrowdale to get to this place. And then this river has carved out this incredible swimming spot. And I remember you could climb up higher, higher, higher. And this guy, most people were just stepping off and jumping in. But this guy would step up higher onto the higher rock, hands beside his side, and head over. And it was kind of that when you watched him do it. Because you know there was rocks underneath certain parts. If he got it wrong, it would go really wrong. And I remember kind of like, <gasps> and kind of a sense of awe. Like, is he dead? Is he alive? And of course, every time he would come up and people would be like, yeah. So what I'm saying is I've seen the toe dipper and I've seen the tombstoner. And I have no idea where you would put yourself on that scale. About stepping into God's story, stepping into God's river. Perhaps you are someone who cannonballs your way into life and situations. Or perhaps you look for the part where you can just walk in slowly. Well, something about the kindness of God is this. 
alongside the riverbank of God is every accessible point that you could imagine. And it's just for you. So he's got a way for you to access him that is just for you. So I want to, I don't want to rush this morning. And I make no apology for the simplicity of what we're talking about last week and this week. So as we recap from last week, this invitation from God to step into all that he has for us. To move into the fresh, life-giving part of the river. To move away from the stagnant, from the bitterness, from the hard-heartedness, from the unforgiveness. And to step into God's river. Now this week we are going to continue to talk about where that river flows to. But I don't want to rush this first part. Because we are not called as people to constantly give out. We're called as people of God to overflow. And that is massively different. Society, the world, life, your diaries, your iPhones, your people around you, they will constantly demand that you just give out constantly. And often people and things don't care if you're in your dregs or overflow. But I want to encourage you as we start this new year, as we come out of COVID, set patterns and margins and rhythms in your life that you always give from overflow. So I give you permission, not that you need permission from me, I give you permission to say no to nice people. I give you permission, not that you need it from me, to say no to needy people. I give you permission, not that you need it from me, to put some boundaries around people who take life from anything and anyone they encounter. So let us just pause. And whether you want to close your eyes... And picture the river of life. And the river in the Bible represents God's life-giving presence. And I don't know where you are on the riverbank. I don't know if you're swimming in the river. I don't know if you found yourself in a stagnant pool. And watching life go by you. Or I don't know if you're on the riverbank. I don't know if you feel like you're merely on the bridge and you're just not sure where you are, what's going on, what's happening. But I have a sense that Jesus is inviting each and every one of us to step into the river. Lord Jesus, we just want to talk to you now about where we are on the river. And we want to take those steps, those first steps, into all that you have for us. So I pray you'll help us to do that. I just want to encourage you. Maybe this is the first time you've ever done it. I'm going to encourage you just to, whether you want to close your eyes or not, but just ask Jesus, are you saying anything to me right now? 
And maybe for some of us, this is the first time. I mean, maybe you're, you don't even believe. Well, what have you got to lose? Just say, Jesus, I don't really believe, but if you are le- real, would you maybe give me a picture? Would you give me a word? Would you let me know that you're there and my life isn't meaningless? And I just can't get past that picture of Jesus standing in the water and this beautiful moment after he's just been baptized and the Bible tells us the Holy Spirit rests on him like a dove and there's a voice in heaven above saying, this is my son whom I love and with I'm well pleased. Standing in the middle of the river, drenched from head to toe. Uh, Thank you, Father God, that you do not leave us in the stagnant pool. You don't forget about us on the sidelines. But you have a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us. And I pray today that you'll help us to take first steps into that plan and purpose. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And... What I wanted to mention today a little bit about this huge reservoir. And and this is a critical part of understanding the heart and the vision of Carlisle Vineyard. See, what we didn't want to do is to set up five or six miniature reservoirs at the bottom of this reservoir. We didn't want to have a a hot tub mentality to reservoir living and what i mean by that is it wasn't be like oh look at all this stuff that god has for me so i'm going to sit in my hot tub of worship and i am going to worship god and it's all about me so carlal vineyard meet my agenda for what i need and require for worship or the hot tub of different needs and requirements that you may have That is not why we set up Carlisle Vineyard. We didn't, um, I guess we set up Carlisle Vineyard because we heard two cries or two invitations. Firstly, from God saying, there's people in this city who are far from me and they are desperate for a drink. They are desperate to meet Jesus. And then also the cry from people saying, is there any hope? Is there anyone who knows my name? Is there anyone who's going to come to me? We didn't set up Carlisle Vineyard as an alternative Sunday program for Christians in the city who wanted a fresher expression of church. I'm not being grumpy, but I just don't want to disappoint you going forward. See, what we wanted to be part of what God is doing Like two hoots? I couldn't give two hoots about Carlisle Vineyard. What, like, I mean that in the nicest possible way, all respect to Carlisle Vineyard. I don't care about Carlisle Vineyard name or brand or anything. I just want to join what God is doing in this city and around this city. That's what we're about. That's what the story is. That's what we want to be part of. And I love that old quote from somewhere. We don't want to be the best church. And we could never be the best church in the city. We don't want to be the best church in the city. In the city, We want to be the best church for the city. And that's completely different. That's about our hearts responding for what God's heart is all about. 
Let me read this picture. This James 41. Woo! Happy birthday. Isaiah 41 is what we're unpacking today. And that is not only your verse for today. That's what I see in your life. I'm so glad you're alive, James. So glad you're alive. Listen to this. Isaiah 41. I'm reading this from the message paraphrase. The poor and homeless are desperate for water. Their tongues parched and no water to be found. But this is God's voice. But I'm here. I'm there to be found. I'm there for them. And I, God of Israel, will not leave them thirsty. I'll open up rivers for them on barren hills. Spout fountains in the valleys. I'll turn the baked clay badlands into a cool pond. I always wanted to call Carlisle Vineyard Badlands Vineyard. Like connecting to the borderlands and the rivers and all of that. Like the story of what God can do with the badlands. Oh, I'll turn the baked clay badlands into cool pond. The waterless waste into splashing creeks. I'll plant red cedar in the treeless wasteland. Also, acacia, myrtle and olive. I'll place a cypress in the desert with plenty of oaks and pines. Friends, I wish we could live in the desert for a year to really appreciate this picture, what God is saying. For us to understand what drought absolutely is. For us to have walked for days without water, where we would give anything for one drop. Because this is what this passage is talking about, the desperation of a waterless life. And God is saying, all you see is death, all you see is decay, all you see is wasteland. And God says, I've got a story for that desert. And it involves, it involves, uh, well, what does it say? Cool pond, splashing creeks. And he's going to turn it. It's like um, into a rainforest, which makes no sense at all, does it? And you know what's interesting? Because I was like, oh, great, all the trees are there. I'm like, but why, why, why did God want to take time to note all the different trees? Well, we haven't got time to unpack it today. But one thing is noted about these different types of tree. One of the trees represented is this beautiful um, picture of um, the, all the commentators talk about the upwardness of the branches. And I love that this tree that has come from desert, come from wasteland, come from nothing, is there and it just cannot help but worship. And point to God. But one of the trees represented here. And you see the opposite of this. Is to represent mourning. And it's interesting in this passage here. That God gives space. For all the different trees. All the different seasons. 
that we go through. And I know for some of us, we are mourning for so many different things. Like some of us, we're not even sure all that we've lost in the last while. And God is saying there's room for that in what I have intention for. And God, God goes on in this passage, says this. Everyone will see this. No one can miss it. Unavoidable, indisputable evidence that I, God, personally did this. It's created and signed by the Holy of Israel. And I love that that picture, that God wants to do that. So why have we started Carlisle Vineyard? Firstly, to step into the river, get cleaned up and filled up. But not to be another reservoir, but to be a river to help build irrigation ditches to get the reservoir to those who really need it. And the first person who really needs to hear it is me. How to be a Pharisee. Lesson number one. Point to other people and call them they. They people, those people, really need to hear this gospel. Oh, how to be a Pharisee in one easy step. I am a hypocrite. I am a Pharisee. I have all the intentions and sometimes all these things. You know, sometimes I'll meet somebody and they'll say, you know what, I, I kind of get church, but I just cannot be done with hypocrites in the church. I said, oh, you should come to Carlisle Vineyard. We have not only hypocrites, we have, and I'll just go through the alphabet. And that's only me and Rhoda, man. Come and meet some broken people. But broken people in the process of getting fixed up, mended up, filled up. And I love that God, oh, see, here's the thing, friends. That thing that God wants to do in you will often be the thing that God wants to do through you as well. Let me say that again. That thing that God wants to do in you is often the thing he wants to do through you. And God is a God of opposites. And this is not just about James today. But James is why we came to set up Carlisle Vineyard. To see someone come and, and you need to ask him his story. He shared his story so I'm not giving away secrets. And, you, and, and last Easter, was this beautiful, he just shared his story. And James come from a story of addiction, meets Jesus, meets community. And now, what is he doing? He's helping people coming out of addiction to find freedom in Jesus. So I want to declare over you and me. That whatever you feel that is your Achilles heel is actually what God has intentions for in your life. Because God is a God of opposites. He loves to take that thing and use it in the opposite way. And the enemy has intentions for you, but God has better and bigger and kinder intentions. So I don't know what's brewing in your heart. I don't know what you feel is that thing of Ah, this is my broken bit. But God is saying, I want to use that bit. I want to use you in this city. And it's it's really interesting. 
that, and this is kind of connected to the Sermon on the Mount stuff that we're looking at and we're going to start again next week. And he kind of talks about the opposite things there. That he's talking to and he's inviting the people to be apprentices of Jesus. And Jesus says, look, come on, I'll let me show you what this kingdom life is about. And he's talking there about the invitation to be opposite and bring about the kingdom life. But we're more on that next week. But here's what I wanted to end today as we take last week and this week. As we talk about what is the heart, what is the dream of Carlisle Vineyard. And the dream is this. That we would see the love and the hope of God spill out firstly into our hearts. And then to overflow to wherever God has planted you. You know what, we don't have loads of ministries happening at Carlisle Vineyard. And I hope in one sense we never do. Because fundamentally we see you, me, in all my vulnerability, in all my brokenness, in all my messed up stuff. I'm the ministry. I'm the channel. I'm the river. What he wants to bring. And I used to have this thing of, oh God, yeah, bring your justice. Bring your justice to this city. And God's kind of going, okay. Go for it. I'm like, what? Well, God said, no, 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 no. This is not a spectator sport, Andy. The kingdom life is not a spectator sport. But the kingdom life is a participation in what God is up to. So I'm going to pray today for two things. And if you want to join me, that's cool. But if you don't, that's okay also. Firstly, this. That God would fill my heart afresh. And secondly, God would break my heart afresh. And if you become bored and stagnant in your walk with God, ask him afresh to show you his heart for the city. Show you his To show you his heart for the poor, for the lost, for the broken. Now there's a cheesy song called Make Me a Channel of Your Peace. And I was messaging Johnny in the week. I was like, Johnny, I'd love you to do that song. And he would just invite Johnny up. But I'm like, it's a bit dreary. So I said, you know, Come On, Feel the Noise by Noddy Holder. Could you put like a version of that to it? Or like, I don't know if you were here for the carol services when they did the faster of um, Happy Christmas. I'm like, if you can do that version to it. I don't think we've quite got that. But this thing, this, this make me a channel of your peace. I just want to invite you to stand. And this is a, this is a starting over prayer. This is a starting over day. I also want to, and this is an odd thing to finish on. Perhaps you're wondering if Carlisle Vineyard is not the church for you. I want to give you permission saying that's okay. That's okay. But don't sneak off. We would love to bless you. We'd love to bless you. But also, perhaps 
This is the first time you've connected. And you're wondering, I have no idea. But I just wonder if God is inviting me to step into his story. And if that's true, we would love, we would love to partner with you. Thank you.